All right, so we are in Chama, New Mexico um, at a cabin. Ooh. Can you hear that water in the yeah. background? That's a creek. It's a Chama River, actually. Is it? It's a Chama River. It's the Rio Chama. Oh, okay. Rio Chama. It's Spanish. Well, so, so that's our five-year-old whining. Yeah. Um, he wants us to sit next to him, and he's saying it's not fair because we're sitting next to each other in camping chairs, and he's sitting on the picnic table. Eating his lunch that we Eating his lunch. Him. I might have to go there in a second. But uh, Life is not fair when your parents make all your food and take you camping in the summer. It's not fair because you guys are sitting next to... You guys have two persons, and they don't. Would you like to sit next to us? I have a solution for you. How about you finish your lunch and then you can come and sit next to us? Yeah, finish your lunch. Mm -hmm. He's all alone by himself. But um, my coffee mug may or may not have Myers rum and ginger ale in it. Oh, I thought it was coffee. I thought... No, it's rum. It's definitely rum. I was going to say it looks like some pretty awful coffee. <laughs> awful coffee or a delicious Myers rum, you be the judge. Yeah. Um, no, we just went fishing. Actually, it was pretty great. We all, we went fishing last night when we got here, and um, that was nice. Yeah. Uh, I had fun. I caught like like well, you didn't see the first one, but I caught two, mm -hmm. and they all they both like flipped off my I fishing did. pole back into the water. I did see them. One of them was insane. I literally like I casted the pole, mm -hmm. the line. I can't talk right now. It's just I'm overwhelmed by relaxation. Um, I casted the line out, and it was like literally the minute it hit the water, I felt like the tug, mm -hmm. and I was like, "That can't be a fish. I'm snagged on something." Yeah. And then I pulled up, and there it was, and it was like mm -hmm. literally thirty seconds. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> so I'm gonna spit some facts. Mm. I've only caught one fish in my entire life. What? That I think I think it was even too small to keep. <laughs> well, that's so sad. How do you um, feel about that? I don't know. I feel all right. Do you have some insecurities inside your inner psyche that need to be worked out? I don't know. It must be it's a little pretty, tragic. pretty down, deep down in my psyche because <laughs> I don't really care too much. But, <laughs> or uh, maybe you do and you just hide it really yeah. well. And that's kind of weird because I've been fishing like all my life with my dad and my brothers and stuff. I love fishing. I used to go fishing mm -hmm. with my grandparents and then... My mm -hmm. parents had a well. My grandparents had a cabin when I was little, little, and my parents used to take us up there yeah. in Oregon and then um, Mount Hood. I'm just good fishing mm -hmm. in Mount Hood. I've I've fished for a long time. The only thing I haven't done is deep sea fishing, which I would like to do at some point. Someday. Yeah, I've been crabbing, <laughs> but not deep sea fishing. Right. I think what I like about fishing the most, because um, obviously I can't I can't catch fish, but what I like about fishing the most is um, just kind of hanging out in nature. And watching the things around me, like even right now, we're sitting on the banks of the Rio Chama. Is the it Chama are, they, River? are they banks? Yeah. Yeah, Rio Chama. That's the official name. Okay, New Mexico. <laughs> and we are. It's no Willamette, but I'll give you that. It is. Beautiful. It's definitely not a Willamette. This is like a. <laughs> this is like a mountain-fed like stream, basically, mm. runoff. Um, but we're surrounded by cottonwoods. And when the wind starts to kind of pick up a little bit, these little cottonwood seeds start to float around. And you know what it reminded me of is, um, you ever seen that movie, uh, Resident Evil? Um, I think I have, but I could not recall much. I'm of trying it, to remember if it was the remember. movie or if it was the video game. Like where much of it. Oh, 
There's a bird just flew next to us. Well, we're in nature. We are in nature. <laughs> um, this is their home. She goes up to this like mountain place, and there's like a mining accident, and there's like ash floating from the from everywhere. Mm -hmm. That's what it kind of reminded me of a little bit, but not as creepy. It reminds me of like nature having a pillow fight. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> I get that. No, it's like I think of it. It's very dreamy. So like the wind blows, and there's like these teeny little things of cotton floating mm -hmm. in the air and right. it's almost like if you were in a movie and it was like you couldn't like you were trying to distinguish between reality and like a dream sequence mm -hmm. you would know it was a dream sequence because there's all these beautiful little like like wispy particles floating in the air and it's really pretty it's right. kind of weird if you've never seen it right. it kind of looks like snow <laughs> mm -hmm. but uh cabin camping is definitely the way to go with kids oh, right oh my god you have, well, I was going to say you have no idea, but you do. Yes, sir. Are you guys going to go fishing on this lake? It's um, a river, but yes. It's a yes. river. Yeah, we're going to go fishing in a little bit. I just saw a magpie. Can yeah, you see it? Magpies. Um, yeah, we are. It's pretty hot right now, and the fish don't really like to be around in the hot. So when it starts to get a little cooler in the afternoon, we'll try again. Probably yeah. under the bridge over there. Finish your, finish your lunch, okay? Mac and cheese. So, uh... I remember taking... Luke trying to take Luke camping. Let me rephrase that because we didn't stay the whole night. Where did we go? Um, it was near Chama. It was near here with my parents. First time with Luke? Yeah, it was. He is a little little guy. Remember was it he, Red River? No. No. Remember he screamed and screamed and screamed like in the tent. Oh yeah. Uh -huh. And then we took him into my parents' trailer and mm -hmm. tried to get him to sleep that way, right. and he freaked <clears throat> out more. Yeah. So we ended up oh driving back home to Albuquerque. It was like and, three hours of screaming. And uh, and we almost hit an elk on the way home, right? Yeah. That was the time? Well, we tried until 3 a.m. And nobody was sleeping. People on the campsite were probably getting really angry at us. And we were like, there's no way he's going to sleep unless we're in the car and driving. Mm -hmm. And so literally, like, our zombie-faced new parent bodies got into the car and drove right. the three hours back to Albuquerque at 3 a.m. in the morning. We almost hit mm -hmm. an elk with a screaming kid. Yeah. I just remember when we hit, like, Santa Fe, we downed a bunch of caffeine because we were not going to make it. Did we? Yeah. I don't remember that. I, well, there's probably yeah. a reason. you. That was a tough that. trip because we were with your parents. We were new parents. Mm -hmm. So we were taking advice from them, and I think that maybe at the time your parents might have been a little bit... It may have been a distance from the time they were camping with kids versus... us right. trying but they to were But they were also trying to share their expertise with us, but they... I don't know. It was it was a little bit of a struggle. struggle? That's the word right there. Mm -hmm. It was definitely a memory. Now we can look at it and be like, wow, yeah. what kind of idiots take like a kid like that camping at that time? Like just cold turkey. Like that was a dumb decision on our part. We know right. better now. Camping in a cabin is definitely the best way to test out like camping with kids. Yes. I think when you're a new parent or when you have little kids because mm -hmm. you can go to the cabin you can set up a tent and see how they handle it mm -hmm. with the safeguard of like, okay, we're going inside later. It's going to be fine. We'll put up the pack and play. It's somewhat familiar to them, you know, and they're next to you. So they're not totally flipping out. Um, yeah. And then that one time we went camping with uh, Kim and Easton, our friends, Kim and Easton. Where did we, where did we go? It was Bandelier National Monument. Oh yeah. That was, that would have, that would have been, a, that would have been um, oh, I more fun. Grasshopper. That's fine. Protein. Oh, that was fun. It would have definitely been more fun without kids. Mm -hmm. And it would have been it would have been 
some fun if you and I um, were ever prepared for camping. Well, I think also, too, like the elements were kind of against us. They had tried to get one spot and they couldn't get it. And there was like no shade in the yeah. spot we were in. It was the middle of Bendler summer. Bendler is beautiful. It's like in between desert like oven, um, and, and like the taller pines. Mm -hmm. There's no shade. Yeah, it was like our, our tent was literally like an oven. We were just roasting in there. Mm -hmm. And so same thing. We, and then Riley was a little guy, right? He was. He was he was little and we needed shade for him. Riley was like four or five months. He was tiny yeah. when we did that. Um, I remember we just to get them to nap, we put them in our car again, turned on the air conditioning and drove to Los Alamos and, and took napped. a long drive and they fell asleep because right. that was the only way they were going to nap. Yeah. See, once again, that's when I see parents who are, like, super prepared. I don't yeah. know who it is. Maybe it's uh, Tamara and Dan. <laughs> we don't know any of those people, but... <laughs> Tamara and Dan. Maybe it's Dan. Maybe it's somebody else. Probably I don't Dan know. Probably Tamara, yeah. They're pretty prepared. They're telling me, like, yeah, if we decide we want to go camping, I have these, like, 40-gallon bin, like, you know those big uh, storage containers? Yeah. That are filled with all the supplies that I'll ever need for a camping trip. Yep. We just grab a couple items that we might need, like, on the fly, and we load these up in the truck, and we go. And that's it. And me and you were like 30 minutes before we plan on leaving, we're like scrambling, wondering what we need to pick. So that's where uh, being a prepared parent, like we, we don't do the best at. And let me just, can I side note that? Sure. And you're probably going to get a little annoyed with me, but I'm going to say it anyway. It's okay. We've spent some time being annoyed at each other the past couple of days. Camping seems to bring out the worst in both of us. It's like a test of our willpower as people and as parents. I have a theory. Um, hold on. So... First of all, husbands or spouses or boyfriends or male men, fathers, babies, Partner. daddies, partners, <laughs> whoever you are, whoever you may be, who is going camping with your child and your other, um, help your wife, girlfriend, baby mama, partner pack and don't just expect her to remember everything because mm -hmm. the majority of the time, like, and I, I'm just saying it, like I have to pack myself, I have to pack three kids and I have to pack other stuff that we might need which mm -hmm. usually gets forgotten like a pacifier or extra formula or oh crap i forgot to buy extra diapers and now i have to go find a store in the middle of nowhere and try to find diapers or stop in mm -hmm. santa fe where everything is overpriced I'm, so, I'm glad you know this all from like not personal experience <laughs> i'm rolling my eyes right now can you hear it Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's packing so. packing is is tough. And yeah. I I think that I think that Lindsay and I um we think a bit differently on what is a necessity. But I'm just trying still, to get through the night with three kids. But still a necessity. That's survival. A necessity nonetheless, right? Sure. So, I would pack like a technical item, maybe like a flashlight and the phone chargers and, and the tablet. And the phone chargers whatever like, but those are important too because if you have like younger kids like Luke is five he gets antsy in the car if we're in there for a long time or last night you know he was having a hard time falling asleep so we went to YouTube we found a documentary about sea animals and we watched it and he fell asleep mm -hmm. it's good helpful <clears throat> yeah definitely and so. snacks oh my gosh with kids there's one thing like snacks are it yeah. snacks all the damn time <laughs> <laughs> So tent camping, probably not going to happen until our kids are a little bit older. Yeah, you know, I think nap time has a lot to do with that too. Yeah. Like, it's really hard for kids to take naps in tents. Like, they're yeah. not going to do it. Um, it's 
if you can get your kid to fall asleep in a tent, kudos to you. Yeah. You deserve an award. <laughs> I think it depends on the kid, too. Maybe. Like, Luke, I don't think, would take a nap in a tent. No. But I think Riley, if he was tired enough. Maybe. Well, I think putting the pack and play in there, too, if it'll fit, like, kind of helps. Because it's containing them, it's familiar, and yeah. it's, like, See, I, I'm a little bit more thinking on the outdoorsy side. Like, I'm thinking, like, I'm going to go backpacking. I'm going to hike Wheeler Peak 13,000... Uh, 131 feet above sea level. With Dude, my I kid. have three kids. That's not happening anytime soon. So, um, a couple years ago when I hiked Wheeler Peak, without there, kids, without kids, without wife, without wife, with friend, there <laughs> with friend, <laughs> there were there were families like heading up there, and I'm like, whoa, what are you guys doing? Like, how how is this happening? <laughs> and there were little REI babies, like, just, of course. like, decked out in their, you know, REI stuff. I can't afford stuff. that stuff, guys. I'll be honest. Yeah. I, my, my kid might be a target baby on a good day. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> otherwise, it's the thrift store. Thrift store babies for us. <laughs> we're super classy like yeah. that. That's how we keep it real. I'm thinking about boycotting Target, though. I'm trying to stay humble. What? I'm thinking about boycotting Target. Why would you? Why in God's name? Exactly. God. God, what does God have to do with Target? God hates Target. <laughs> you didn't know that? Apparently I missed uh, that conversation. Oh, is it the, the bathrooms? The bathrooms. Okay, seriously, I don't care if you have, like... I don't I don't care what you have downstairs. If you're going to the bathroom, you're going to the bathroom. Like, it's not, it mm-hmm. shouldn't be a big deal. The, it, this is such a first world conversation. Like... There are people in India who have to go to the bathroom in alleys on the street because they live in extreme mm-hmm. poverty. They don't have the luxury of bitching and complaining about which bathroom they're going to use or what gender they're identifying mm-hmm. with. Yeah. Shut up, America. Like, exactly. stop. Just use the damn bathroom. Mm-hmm. Use the bathroom. I think people use whatever bathroom they want in Walmart, no matter what. <laughs> they do whatever the heck they want in there. That's so gross. Oh, yeah. Have you ever been to a bathroom in a Walmart? Yeah, unfortunately I have, and I... I don't like to revisit that memory. I have no all. idea where they get their sinks made. Our son's playing with a pretend shark and an apple. And he's yeah. like, bah! Yeah, he has a good imagination. But it's not fair. It's not fair. <sighs> Nothing's fair when you're yeah. fine. I hate it. That's the one thing I did love about Portland. There's a lot of things I loved about Portland. It's like a... But none of it's fair? I, I feel like I was in a utopia. Like, just... I felt like I was in heaven. Like a redeemed earth. Well, it is like where young people go to retire, um, so... I guess. But the one thing, the biggest thing I enjoyed about Portland were that there were no Walmarts. I actually Googled it. It's a very enjoyable thing, actually. I Googled it. I Google mapped it. Yeah? And wow. it, there's a... I think there are three Walmarts. There's one in, in I think, uh, Gresham, maybe? Maybe. I don't know. And there was one in Hillsboro. Mm-hmm. And then there was one... What is that? That might be our daughter. No, that didn't sound like our daughter. That sounded like a banshee. Um, might be our daughter. You want to go check? I'll go check. Might be Riley, too. They're yeah. trying to do nap time in the cabin. Yeah. In the same room as each other. Yeah, we don't I have, don't know we don't have monitors, so we're, we're close to the... We have ears. We have ears. <laughs> Those are our monitors. So, but yeah, the, the lack of Walmarts is what I liked most about Portland. Just going to say that. That's the thing you like the most? I... I really do think the most biggest There's thing... like a million other things that you could yeah. like way more than that. Just saying. Like amazing food, amazing venues, amazing breweries, great, the whiskey great, library, great which was awesome, by the way. It was a great, great city. 
you know, we ordered this like Pacific Northwest um, charcuterie board mm-hmm. at the whiskey library, and it was delicious. And it was funny because normally, like, I would complain about paying like twenty dollars for like yeah. a small slab of like so for, hors d'oeuvres, for... <laughs> like teeny tiny hors d'oeuvres. But the flavor, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, it, it packed it was good. an amazing punch. And we had a couple friends, different groups of friends, tell us like, "Hey, you need to check out the whiskey library." And we we googled it. We couldn't find it. It was like a hole in the wall in downtown Portland. Which just adds to um, its allure, really. It was like probably a hundred. <laughs> what? Nothing. Our son just walked up next to us, gazed out into the river with a spoonful of macaroni and cheese, <laughs> ate his mac and cheese, went back to his table. So, anyway, he it was, was just like he was savoring the moment, <laughs> cheesily. <laughs> Uh, so we walk. Well, we're having a drink and enjoying the moment. He's having some mac and cheese. I get it. Yeah, as the cottonwood little Snows seeds on us. I know starts it's to like just float around us. It's really pretty. It is pretty. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we walk to this. It's downtown Portland. We walk up these stairs. As we walk up the stairs, the lights start to dim. We start to see like picture, like old photographs of Portland, like hundred-year-old photographs of Portland, and open the door, and we're greeted by, um, you know. Very dapper. Yeah, people dapper of people. You know, they're wearing vests and bow ties, and and the floor is is made of hardwood rich mahogany. floor, rich mahogany. <laughs> Their walls are like there's like probably I want to say six or seven stacks of uh, you know shelves of of these different bottles of liquor. Um, I had a really good drink. The ladders so that good. slide back and forth, like yeah. you would see in an old library. Oh wow! With the bar in the middle, you know. I, you know I, what? I look to my left and there's a guy shaking a cocktail vigorously. Like it's his job or something. Like it's his job. Um, no, I liked how when we went in, the lady's like, okay, so are you here for the, it was like the green room, which was the bar downstairs or like, or, or the other. And we were like the whiskey library. And they were like, oh yeah, so-and-so will meet you at the top of the stairs. And I was like, wow. He's like our secret code. Huh? Like, this is fancy. Like yeah. she's going to meet us at the top of the stairs. Where are we going? I know. <laughs> I, immediate, I immediately took off my hoodie because I felt like I was underdressed. Like, yeah. really. <laughs> had, had we gone again or known, I probably would have like worn something a little like, more. Like, like your bow tie? My bow tie. Yeah. Cause I have such a collection of bow ties at you home. You know, it's Portland. You do whatever the hell you want. I probably do. Um, no, it was, it was lovely. It was a very, um, sensory experience which I mm-hmm. liked because I'm one of those people I will pay the extra money for atmosphere maybe that's like a female trait I don't really know but like no I think it's a male trait too like there's something about like okay the drinks could be good the food can be good but like if the atmosphere is out of this world I will pay for it like I am all about the experience see and, that, and I am too like I have this reputation of being just a complete cheapskate which yeah. I am sort of but uh, Which I am, I'm, sort of. I'm all about bang for your buck. Yeah. And I keep saying this yeah. every time in our marriage, like every week probably. Yeah. Just about how... Any luck? Not yet. Not yet? All right. Well... Huh? The pond? Uh, we went to one down there. I don't know. I had some luck right under the bridge uh, yesterday. I caught two. All right. All right. Good luck. <laughs> I just had to know for, for later. Mm-hmm. Fishing. Yeah. Some kids walked by fishing mm-hmm. poles. Mm-hmm. Um, Luke, okay, can you see him? Yeah, he's just yeah. zoning out. What, were, what was I talking about? Oh, um, bang for buck. Yeah, bang for Yeah, book. so like, I I have this weird thing where I just really want to have a good. I want a good deal. You know what I mean? Like, I um, want to. I want to know my dollars are like my dollars have 
I feel like power. maybe you were born in the wrong era and you should have been born like during the depression. Because I think you probably would have made it all right. You're probably right. Like I would have done well, I don't know. No, but we had a blast. Like we we stayed with with a good friend of mine, and then we got to see some other friends. And just my friend Andrew, who we stayed with, and his girlfriend Megan, like showed us around their neighborhood, and it was just a blast. Like we had so much fun. Yeah, it was just awesome. I'm Maybe actually. Yeah, but... Oh, go ahead. Oh, I have Airfare Watchdog on my phone, and um, I don't know. Am I in the fairs? I might try to get back up there, like for my birthday ish, like November. We should I would like to do that. Actually. We should try to do like a. A bi-yearly visit. I would really like that. I, yeah. You know, I get really homesick. And it's not like I don't consider New Mexico home. But at the same time, I feel like there's a part of me. Like, Portland is kind of like I need to go back to just sort of, like, mm-hmm. have the reassurance that, like, it's still a part of me. And yeah. I know that sounds so And I feel so like your friends, your friends like to see you, like the friends you grew up with. Like I hope so. I hope I'm not, like, yeah. inconveniencing their life by showing up every once in a while. I would feel a little bit awkward. Just myself. Um wondering like what has changed in our lifetimes like are we are we in different spots right now where you know we can we can still be friends like i don't know like that's what how do you mean? be friends like with, you know how with our my friends in portland or I'm just trying to, i'm trying to think about my oldest friend i think my oldest friend might be chris darley hmm. and i love chris and every time we do hang out which isn't very often we do catch up pretty quickly but uh you've known these people since like elementary school yeah i don't have i don't think i have that I don't think I have any on But see, that's... I'm a sentimental... I'm a sentimentalist. I mean, like, genuinely. Like, I think I'm an old soul. And I have certain things that are very sentimental to me. Friends being one of them. Like, I don't take friendship lightly. Um, I'm a pretty loyal friend, I will say that. Like, like, it takes a lot to, like... To destroy, like, my friendships. Um, You know, I mean, like, I... uh, that's really cool that that okay maybe maybe this was just an observation you guys are all in different spots you guys yeah. all have you know some of you have kids some of you don't some of you have you know different jobs or whatever some of you have moved but when you meet you do kind of catch up and you do kind of just hang out like oh, i think that's well i think that you can always learn something from people you've known even 20 years because you're not in the same spot you were last time you saw them so right. Like, there's always something to talk about. There's always something to learn. There's always something to catch up on. And, you know, it's cool, like, seeing um, my friend Erin and my friend Christina. You know, they are both, like, I don't want to say Erin's not, like, a new mother because her daughter turned one before ours did. Um, But she's, you know, she's been a mom for a year-ish. And then Christina, her daughter's four months. And, like, it's really cool to see them enter that phase of life. Like, I know we kind of did that a little bit before them. But, like, now we have that in common, too. You know, and that's, and it's cool. Like, it's yeah. really cool to see people that I've known for 20 plus years, like, enter into this new phase of life that I get to share with them. Like, mm-hmm. it's just exciting. I don't know. Yeah. It's really cool. And I think you meeting with them kind of show that, kind of, kind of shows them like, hey, I'm still, even well, though, I even though I, I live I mean, like 1300, is it 1300 miles? I have Something no like idea. That. It's you over a thousand. I, I think it's 1300 <laughs> miles. Even though, I, even though I live 1300 miles away, I'm still invested in our friendship and our relationship. I will, there's some people that I will always be invested in until the day I die. Yeah. You know, my friend Andrew is one of those. Like we, I, I remember the first day that I met him. We have been friends since the fourth grade. First um, time I learned about Andrew, I, I became insanely jealous. I'm just why? Say that. Because I thought, as a man, I, I thought he was a threat. No, it, no, it's nothing like that. You know, Andrew. Andrew was my first boyfriend in the sixth grade. I was 12 years old. Now, after meeting Andrew, I. I <laughs> I, 
I thoroughly enjoy his company. Yeah, he's a, he's a fun guy. He's, he's a, f- a I, I like that he's like, he's kind of just happy go lucky. Just yeah. he's always been like that too. Just like he's like, hey, what do you guys want to do? I mean, he's super driven. I, I got that from him. Mm-hmm. And but he's he's he definitely is thinking about other people's experiences too. And I think that might be, I think that might kind of like embody the Portland thing. Could be. Like people are thinking about other people's feelings and thoughts, but they're super driven. Yeah, you know, I, I just know that we've been friends for a long time, and like, it's one of those friendships that we have a lot of history as far as like just knowing each other for a length of time. But he was, he's one of those people that was around. You know, we were around each other as we were growing up. You know, during all the fun parts and the awkward parts too. And like, like puberty. Yeah. And like, <laughs> seriously, poor guy. Um, uh. But Nobody like, wants to think about that period of their life, do they? Probably not, ever. But, you know, it's it's just interesting because, like, we definitely, like, have had that history of just, like, it's a significant chunk of my life. And I I don't know. I, it's a good thing. Yeah, we've kept in touch. We have, you know, we have things in common. Um, you know our kids are going to start developing relationships like this really soon. I know. And that makes Luke. me really happy. He's five. So we should probably decide where we want to set roots, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, we're here for now, uh, but I, we have a we have a hard time deciding what that is. But we get restless like a lot of the time. I think everybody does, though. You know, and just like okay, so I'm just gonna like, like the thing I like about Andrew and our friendship is that he is honest with me all the time. Like even if it's something that I do not want to hear mm-hmm. or it's hard for me to hear, he's mm-hmm. honest with me. Yeah. And that's something that I really value in a friend. Like I would rather my friends be honest than endearing. Like. Yeah. Anybody can feed you sugar-coated BS to make you feel good. Oh, hang good, on. You know? I do have the explicit explicit E on our podcast, mm-hmm. so let's make it well worth it. Sugar-coated bullshit. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I just sort of feel like I don't need to, like, I mean, I don't know. I'm trying to, I'm trying to use my language wisely, so mm-hmm. I, I don't need to say it to emphasize the point. But if you feel like you need to, go ahead. I just feel like we need to make that little red E well worth it. <laughs> anyway. so uh, he, yeah. Well, there you go again, trying to get the most bang for your buck, huh? I know. Uh. Anyway, so yeah, he's, he'll tell you, he'll, he'll tell you like, he'll call you out on things. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Or he'll be like, it sounds like you don't know what the heck you're talking. Like, it's just, it's just funny because it really, it does challenge me. And I need friends that challenge me. Um, I always have. And I need, and I've had other friends that are, you know, just my friend and they have not been super honest or they've just told me what I think they think I want to hear. And, and I don't, that's not a friendship. Right. That's just somebody kissing your ass. Like, I don't, sure. I don't need people to do that. I need people to be honest with me and, and help me grow as a human being. Yeah. So, you know, I don't, I don't want to agree with all my friends all the time. That would be incredibly boring. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> well. Um, Man, it's like snowing down with these, these, uh, these little wispy little cottonwood Yeah, things. I tried to do like a slow motion video of it, but it's really hard to see. It's hard to catch, mm-hmm. get the camera to catch these little little white things, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. So we're here until tomorrow. We might go check out the town. We did that a little bit. Um, yeah. We did that a little bit this morning, but there's a hotel for sale in Chelma. Yeah, $999,000. You know, just pocket change. Right. <laughs> um... And there was a super nice house. It was like 600000 or something like that. Yeah, it's right? beautiful up here. And it had a, it was like four bedrooms and like a mother-in-law that was made out of stone, right? It was like adobe. Yeah. 
It's, it, it is really pretty up here. It's, we're really close to Colorado. Um, yeah. But we're not Colorado. We're New Mexico. Yeah. Oh, speaking of which, it was really cool. So we were fishing at this place called uh, Laguna del Campo. Um, Laguna del Campo? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, and so this guy at the store yesterday was telling us about it, and he like literally drew us a random map on a piece of paper that was just like pictures with landmarks. And so we were like, yeah, let's go check this place out. So today we went and did that, and I was going down the trail, and I met this 82-year-old man, and I was talking to him about fishing, and he was like, yeah, they're all jumping, but nothing's biting. And I was like, man, that's a bummer. <laughs> but we were just talking, and I said, so, you know, do you live here? And he said, no, I'm from... Um, Oh my gosh, Trinidad, Colorado. Mm-hmm. And he said, I've been fishing in this spot since I was in high school. And I was like, wow. So he's like 82 and he's been coming here since he was in high school. That's pretty awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it was really cool. Fishing is a very peaceful activity, right? Yeah. He'd been out there since eight, but he didn't catch you know, anything. You kind, of, you kind of have to think about the way fishing works is, yeah, I mean, it's fun catching the fish. But you just go and you just reflect and you just like... Fishing is, out is and, not about catching fish. No, at all. it's just like hanging out and enjoying like the beauty. Like, you can afford the couple bucks or whatever to go to Smiths or Albertsons or whatever, and you know, grabbing a fish. Right? You don't need to catch fish to survive. You come out here just to kind of throw your rod in, you know, wait, hang out, enjoy the river. <coughs> yeah. You okay? Did you did you drink a a cottonwood? Maybe or a bug. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Either way, you know, you're good. Yeah, fishing is never actually about the fish, no. but that's what I like about it. Right. Um, I think you get back to that primal sense of like just being a human and realizing that nature is a lot bigger than you are. Yeah. Well, I think our son went to go hang out with grandma and grandpa. Thank God. Did he? <laughs> <laughs> or we lost a son in the woods. <laughs> he may have joined a pack of bears <laughs> or cougars. I mean, cougars, coming. hopefully not cougars. Yeah, maybe not. <laughs> um, no, but. I don't know. It's nice to get away. I mean, I feel it's crazy. We we got back from Portland. We were home a day, and mm-hmm. now we're here. But I also feel like this is good because it helps kind of taper down some of that restlessness, right. being we, a parent and the monotony of the same old every time. Right. We went from like a world class, uh, well, two world class like large cities to like the middle of the Rocky Mountains, right? Yeah. But you know what, though? I mean, this is a good way to decompress from that. Hmm. What's up? I haven't seen him. That's our my brother-in-law. Yeah. So, I don't even want to wrap up. Um, I don't know how much time do we have on the clock, friend. Mm-hmm. Let's take a look. That's where we're right about time. Hey, we're getting good <laughs> at this. Yeah, so we're going to probably have some red chili because I heard your mom's making red chili. Mm, red chili, red chili, red chili. I was but, thinking about making a red chili hamburger, yeah. actually. Oh, man. Oh, red girl. chili in Portland, not, not, not too bad. No, it's pretty good. A little it's sweet, but not too bad. It's more chipotle, but it's it's doable. But they, um, but they used actual hatch red chili. I was, I was really impressed. I would like to make some red chili, like the pork red chili, and send it to our friends because I think they would That'd appreciate it. That'd be hard it. to send that to. Or maybe just <laughs> maybe just send the chili pods and a recipe, and they can yeah. they can do it themselves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Anyway. Oh, well, fishing is fun, and we are in nature, and I am excited to uh, relax today. And then mm-hmm. tomorrow it's back to the back to business, but it's but, Saturday, so it shouldn't be too bad. Tomorrow's back to business. Yeah. Wait, tomorrow's Saturday, right? Tomorrow's Saturday. <laughs> I lost track of yeah. time. Yes. <laughs> we could we could we could just like do whatever we want for the next couple of days. You don't have to go to work till Tuesday. That's true. We could live in the Rocky Mountains until Tuesday if you wanted. Well, not really because we'd run out of diapers and <laughs> there's plenty of dirt around here. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh All man! Right. Well, cheers to being parents and uh, well, enjoying. I have, I have, I have an empty. Uh, uh, what is this? Bots, Botswana. Botswin. 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 It's a Trader Joe's can. Anyways, cheers. Cheers to nature. To nature.